Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're connecting with Robert Berriger. Robert and his wife, Karen, are the founding pastors of Camino de Vida Church in Lima, Peru. With six campuses and over 9,000 attendees on Sundays, Pastor Robert is leading the way for many churches and pastors in Latin America. Lean in as Robert gives us key insights in this conversation about developing filters that will lead us to better decision-making. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you in the art of leadership. Our heart is to provide resources that are practical and relevant and effective for all of you leaders out there. As always, the Avail Leadership Podcast never disappoints. That's the one thing that I can say, never disappoints. We have amazing leaders that are leading globally, leading in the church, leading in ministry, leading in the marketplace. And today is one of those days where we have an amazing leader with us. Today, we are with Pastor Robert Berriger, who is the founding pastor. He's a missionary pastor uh, um, who is in Lima, Peru. He's been pastoring there for uh, 38 years and in the missions work, in the pastoring work, and uh, leads one of the most amazing churches that I personally have been able to go to and experience, which is Camino de Vida, which means way of life uh, in Lima, Peru. It is a church uh, that is a point of reference for pastors and churches throughout all of Latin America. I've been blessed to be there. I've been blessed to see Pastor Robert and his team in action. And I am honored that you would be here with us. Pastor Robert, thank you so much for connecting with us here on the Avail Leadership Podcast. How does it feel to be here with us? Hey, uh, Virgil, fantastic. Welcome to Lima, Peru. (laughs) Uh, Doing this from my living room right now in Lima. Amazing technology today. Um, I think something out of this pandemic time is it's making us all more agile. Yeah. And using this technology. <laughs> I agree 100% for, for our uh, uh, Avail Leadership podcast followers on YouTube. They're enjoying uh, the view there. You're in Lima, Peru. I'm in South Florida. And for those listening on the podcast, you can imagine we are in two uh, countries right now. Uh, but we're coming to you right now with this amazing leadership talk, as always. Uh, you know, Pastor Robert, uh, I've known you. I've been able to uh, see how God has used you in so many ways. And, and, and as, a, as a, fr- a close friend. Uh, and a mentor in my life and an overseer for, for me. Uh, it's an honor for me to have this time uh, to, to just share with you, talk leadership with you, talk a little bit about what God's placed on your heart for pastors and leaders. Uh, but before we get into the conversation that we're going to get into today, which by the way, the key word is filters. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But before we get into that, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself because I think uh, there's some new people that, that are getting to know Pastor Robert Berger, who you are, uh, where you are, what God called you to. Can you maybe take a few minutes and share a little bit about your story? Uh, Sure. Um, I grew up in Southern California, Los Angeles, actually, uh, surfing in Southern California on the beaches. Um, If anybody is a skateboarder, uh, you might have heard of the Lords of Dogtown. It was an old skateboard movie. Mm. Uh, Those were actually the guys I hung with back in the early days. Uh, Before Zephyr had a skateboard team, they had a surf team called Jeff Ho. It was just the Ho team. And I was part of that little group of guys that surfed uh, with the Ho team. 
God did a miraculous move in some garages that we lived in in Santa Monica uh, during the Jesus movement. Gave my life to Christ. Uh, found myself in a little church that encouraged toward missions. Uh, found a Bible college in San Diego, California, called Berean Bible College. Uh, went there for, <coughs> excuse me, went there for a number of years, uh, graduated Brian Bible College. And during that time, God just placed South America on our heart, specifically Peru. Uh, began that we traveled here to Peru in 1978, the first time, uh, just on a missions trip with some youth in our Bible college and saw the country, saw the hunger, saw what we called the wrinkles on people's faces, their worried lives. And we just determined, God, if you send us back to Peru, we'll give our life to that country. Wow. So he did, and we're still here. We've been here for 38 years um, and absolutely love what God is doing. Uh, didn't expect to come and plant a church. We thought we were going to plant churches. Uh, but God led us in this direction to kind of be a church that opens doors for other churches, um, kind of helping them to see a different way of doing things. So it's amazing. And, you know, I can, I can give testimony to the amazing work uh, that God has been doing uh, as I've been to Lima there with Camino de Vida on multiple occasions, helping, helping to train and equip pastors. We've, we've also done work together in Argentina. Uh, and I know God has some more things that he wants us to do in training and equipping pastors and leaders to help their churches grow and be healthy. Now, this, this conversation, this is a leadership podcast, and our heart here is to equip leaders with some tools, to, to give them tools for their toolbox, uh, to give them um, uh, insights from, from experience. And Pastor Robert, I mean, we're talking about almost 40 years of experience uh, in, in pastoring and missions uh, and making a difference uh, in the community that you're in and, and abroad. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, about filters. Do you have a an upcoming book. And I know most of the books and the things that you put out are generally in Spanish because that's where God has placed you where you really want to influence. So in Spanish, the word would be filtros for all of our Spanish speaking friends out there. Filtros, which means filters. This is an up book, upcoming book. I'm, I'm on the, on the bandwagon that's saying, Pastor Robert, I think you should do it in English as well, but either way, I know it's going to be a help. Uh, filters. Talk to us about this whole issue of filters. That's what the conversation is going to be about. Uh, what, what, what is it when you talk about filters? What what's the, at the heart of that? Uh, yeah, let me first of all mention why we're focusing on South America. Mm -hmm. uh, I did write a book a number of years ago called Honor Found in English, mm -hmm. and it's, in Spanish it's El Peso de Honra. But I began to realize my area of influence and the the plot of ground God has given me is more in the Latin culture, the Spanish speaking world. So we've been focusing more on that. Um, we did just finish during this pandemic time, uh, finish writing a book called Filters uh, or Filtros, como dice. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, what's a filter? Um, it's a it helps you make good decisions. And I, I started maybe this way. Have you ever met somebody that never makes good decisions? <laughs> yes. You know, uh, 
you just get somebody and it seems like every time they make a decision, it's the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or what I call they get stuck on stupid, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and we've all been there. I mean, if we, you know, took a, how many raise your hands? Have you ever done something stupid? <laughs> you know, we'd all raise our hands. Yes. You know, I, I have. And sometimes that stupid creates a chaos in our life. Yeah. There's consequences. There's collateral damage. Um, and some people just never get off stupid. They mm. never leave that. So it's kind of how do you make good decisions? And how can you teach somebody to always make good decisions? And that's where this book, Filtros, was born. It's kind of the art of making good decisions that lead you to a better life. Yeah, you, you know, Pastor Robin, I'm sorry. When something that came out, the first thought I think about a lot of times when I hear the word filter is I think of water, right? I think of a water filter. And, and you know, when water passes through a filter, the whole idea is that it's, it's being cleansed, it's being purified. So what's the result is, is clean, it's good, right? And that's what we want. We want clean, we want good, good decision-making, good results. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself. I think about coffee. (laughs) (laughs) When you put good coffee uh, in a filter and is it, you know, filters, you get the flavor of coffee and we just want the flavor of Christ in us and wisdom. The Bible says wisdom builds a house. Mm. If wisdom builds, bad decisions can destroy. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's kind of what this is about. It, it's interesting because you don't need a lot of bad decisions to destroy. You can do good, 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 bad, good, 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 good. But that one bad is what people mm. tend to remember. Um, so it's just a process of how to make the right decisions. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me go into a little preview of this. Okay. Uh it's a principle that we teach, and it's actually in the book, uh, a little farther in than chapter one and chapter two. But um, it's something. Everything God does in the Bible, everything is a pattern based on a principle. Mm-hmm. So if I say something like two, four, six, what comes next? Eight, ten, twelve. Yeah, you know, or five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Yeah. Uh, the reason we know is there's a pattern based on a mathematical principle. Mm-hmm. So because there's a history with the pattern, you can predict the future. Mm. 5, 10, 15 is a pattern in the past that will help us know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, uh, if today you have an 8 that you don't like, then change your 246. You change those patterns in the past to get the future you're looking for. Uh, And that's kind of the principle. It's about uh, making the right decisions to put the right patterns because you can go two, four, six, eight, and then one bad and then 12, you know, but Mm -hmm. that one moment sometimes, unfortunately, especially in our world today is the one people remember. Yeah. And you know, which is unfair. Right. Because we all make mistakes, but it's just about how to make more good decisions than bad decisions. That's and good. That's the book on filters. That's good. So obviously I think we, uh, you were sharing with me, uh, uh, the book is actually has 25 filters, right? 25 of these filters that we can pass, you know, pass our, 
decisions or our options through to be able to make the best decision. We obviously don't have time to go through 25 filters in one podcast, but what if we unravel maybe the top two, the ones that you consider the most important? How about we start there? Yeah, I think the first filter, to me anyway, is the most important filter. Um, and by the way, everybody has different filters. These are my filters. Mm-hmm. Uh, filters that I have used that have helped me in the process of leading my life, leading our church, and leading a ministry now that reaches pretty much across Latin America. Yeah. Um, so when I talk about filters, the first filter explains it all. And if I explain this filter, you'll know what we mean with filters. So basically the first filter is this phrase, honor God in everything you do. Mm -hmm. Honor God in everything you do. Uh, I'll explain how that goes. It's the book of Daniel. You remember in Daniel chapter one, when Daniel was just a young kid, 12, 13 year old young man, kidnapped from his country of Israel, from his family, Mm -hmm. brought into Babylon And in Babylon, this young man with other young men with him, we know about Sadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Mm -hmm. um, These other young men made some decisions that were pretty intense decisions. Uh, For example, Daniel, you know, you're you're in a country, they're changing your culture, they're changing your language, they're changing Mm -hmm. your clothing, you're changing your your diet, your food, your Your God. Mm-hmm. your name, and yet when the king brought Daniel, because he was seen to be what they call of excellent spirit, mm-hmm. which just meant he was a sharp kid. Yeah. They brought him into the palace to be trained to actually serve as one of the king's wise men. Uh, the Bible says when the food was presented to Daniel, and Daniel realized this food was offered to the idols of Babylon, that Daniel purposed in his heart not to eat the food. Mm -hmm. Now, how could a young kid that's 13 years old make a decision that could have cost him his life? If you study a little bit of the book of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar was pretty cruel. Yeah. You know, um, in chapter two, he talked about taking all the wise men, Daniel included, and cutting them up in pieces and making their house a dunghill. Um, This guy was, it was pretty cruel. And yet Daniel said, I can't eat that food. Uh, Just serve me vegetables. And, you know, the Ashfaz, the, the, or I'm thinking in Spanish, um, Melkar, I think is in English, but he, um, he said, I can't give you that food. You're going to come out looking worse than all the other kids. And Daniel said, try me for 10 days. And they did. And you know this story. He was found to be 10 times better than <laughs> the other kids. How could Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when Nebuchadnezzar said, I've created this new God, and I want everybody to bow your knee to my new God. And if you don't bow, we're going to put you in a fiery furnace. And, and yet when 100,000 probable people bowed in that field, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we can't bow. That was a rough decision. Wow. Yeah. Now, how do you make that kind of decision? It's this way. 
uh, make the decision first. I want to honor God in everything I do. Mm. If you put everything through that filter, hard decisions become easy. Right. Uh, so a hard decision, I can't eat that food or I can't bow, become easy when you say, number one, I want to honor God. And because that's number one, you ask the question, can I eat that food and honor God? Mm. Can I bow to that idol and honor God? honor God? Or put it in our world today. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it in for a landing. Yeah. Can I go to that place and honor God? Right. Can I watch that on the internet and honor God? Yeah. Can I say that and honor God? Can I hear that and honor God? Can I do that and honor God? If you can do it, if you can't, don't. Right. Even if it seems like a hard decision, uh, hard decisions become easy if you make that a non-negotiable in your life. I I I have a question now that you're saying that. I think there's a lot of things that are very, very clear. This does not honor God. So, you know, if you're using that filter, it's a no, it's a no brainer. Have you found, Pastor Robert, have you found that there's sometimes there's situations that feel a little gray or, or, you know, or or maybe, maybe it's us conveniently, you know, wanting to justify something. Actually, I see so much gray. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually nervous about people that only see black and white. Okay. (laughs) They make me nervous because sometimes it's not that black and white. Right. And sometimes it takes a little while to back up in the gray moment and just either pray about it or get some other counsel on it Uh from your mentors, from your leaders around you or just other workers around you uh, because the gray is, I think where a lot of the decision-making can be. Mm. Okay. Cause you know, I think, I think sometimes as leaders, we find ourselves in situations where we wish it was a little bit easier to distinguish, but I guess that's where uh, prayer comes in. That's where men, you know, like you said, um, people that might have a little more experience, might be a little further down the road. But, but this is an amazing filter because uh, there are a lot of cases. I can look back and remember moments, whether it was personal decisions, family decisions, ministry decisions, organizational decisions, where, you know, we might have, I might have <laughs> pushed it a little bit. And this probably wasn't the most God-honoring thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, if you take that filter and don't compartmentalize it or put it in little boxes, but just put it across your whole life. You know, it is a, a family decision. It's a marriage decision. It's a raising my kids decision. Yeah. Um, sometimes honoring God means saying no to something else that's good, but I honor God more by spending time with my kids. Wow. You know, so uh, it's a ministry decision. It's a leadership decision. It's um organizational decision. So, but it really makes a hard decision a little easier. Right. And it's not the only filter, but to me, it's the most important one. Yeah. Because most of, most of the mistakes I've made were not God honoring moments in my life. (laughs) 
Yeah. This is true. You know, here's one question. Um, and I think, I, I think what you're saying resonates with me because I agree hundred percent and my experience is the same thing. So here's a question. Is there, is there a specific area, you know, or pattern that you've noted maybe that maybe leaders continuously struggle with specifically with this filter? Um, you know, is there, is there an area that maybe young leaders or, or that you've noticed throughout your years of leading? Yeah. Um, living in South America, you can say in the business world or in the political leadership world. Um, I've often heard, especially in the politics where they say, well, that's church, this is politics. And they separate the two. And I try to tell them, don't separate the two. Mm. Uh, you've got to have the same filter here and there. Wow. So, you know, the, the temptation to, like in keeping your books, to have one for the IRS and one for me, you know, <laughs> or one for the government. And then I've got that other cash register over there. Right. Like they used to do in the olden days. Um, or the temptation to cheat a little bit. Well, mm -hmm. and to some, they might call it gray, but is it really gray? Right. Uh, because if you want to be God honoring and he sees everything, uh, really there's such a peace when you live a God honoring life because you're never yeah. worried about hidden things coming out of the closet. Yeah. And that those can really come out, come, come back to bite you later as we, yeah. as we see, unfortunately, when we hear one story after the other of things that maybe weren't expected. Um, this is so good, Pastor Robert. I think this is so important because even though it's not a complicated concept, um, it really takes commitment. I, I love it because in, in Daniel, I think it says that he he really like he um, committed himself. He, he said, I'm, I am not going to, I think one version says to defile myself. I'm not going there. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going there. And I think as leaders, even leaders in the church, sometimes we're not willing to make that that stand. Yeah. It's really finding out what your non-negotiables are. Yeah. Like they, there's that saying that every man has a price, <laughs> but there's certain things that have to say, no matter what you offer me, I just can't go there. Yeah. No matter what the price is, I just can't do that. And if you define what they are, it makes a hard decision easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just make it easy as you can. Don't, don't fight over it. Just <laughs> use this filter. This filter will protect you so many times down the road. You, you know, it's, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of my son, Caleb is 13 and my younger son is eight, Nico. And sometimes they'll ask me, dad, would you do this? And I'm like, no way. And then he says, what if somebody gave you a hundred thousand dollars? Would you do it? And I'm like, no way. And what if, what if somebody gave you a million and depending on what it likes, you know, swim across the, this huge lake with animals, you know, all these things. And I'm thinking in my head, sometimes I think, you know, there's an opportunity to do something and, and we're trying to hold, hold stand to the honor filter. Right. And all of a sudden it's the enemy's kind of like, but what if I give you a million dollars? Right. Or what if I open this door? Right. It's that little temptation can sometimes sneak in. Yeah, it's guy, I could really do something with that. And, <laughs> you know, you can justify yep. uh, the wrong decision. But once again, if you understand God sees everything and 
I just want to honor him in everything I do, then you know what? Uh, no matter what you offer, I can't do it. And I got to imagine Daniel, I mean, he's getting the best chefs with the best pieces of <laughs> meat, you know, and just some really good, good. Probably some, food. probably some Peruvian food in there somewhere. Oh, it had to be a Peruvian <laughs> chef. It had to be in Nebuchadnezzar's palace. That's funny. But <laughs> yeah, Daniel just said, I can't go there. Or Shadrach, yeah. Meshach, and Abednego, even though it meant risking their life. Yeah, literally. Mm -hmm. I can't go there. This is good. All right. So, so this is filter number one, which is honor God in everything you do. Filter number one. Let's transition to filter number two, which again, we're just kind of going over these top two filters uh, that maybe in your, in your perspective and in your life, you've seen as most important. What's the second filter? Uh, the second filter is trust God. Um, and it kind of goes with this. Have you ever asked the really hard questions? Talk yeah. about it in a, in a Christian context first, but the real hard questions, what about those tribes that never heard the gospel? Mm. Will they go to heaven? Mm. When the Bible says there's not salvation in any, any other, only in Jesus. Mm -hmm. What about the babies that were aborted? What about... And you go on, my grandpa, you know. Right, right. The hard questions. I really prayed the prayer. The real hard questions. Mm -hmm. um, God, what, what about these people? And really what you're asking when you ask these questions is, God, will you be fair? Mm. Can I trust you? Can I, would you be fair in your judgment on these people that... And the Bible says in the book of Revelation at the final judgment, everybody, 100% uh, Christian and non-Christian alike will all mm -hmm. say just and true are your judgments. Wow. In other words, nobody will be able to say, God, that was unfair. I disagree with that judgment. The wow. way you judge that man, that woman, that person, that was unfair. Nobody will be able to say, mm. uh, God, that, that was unfair. When you see how just and how true he is, 100% will say, no, that was right. Wow. That was right. So the idea of this filter, you can trust God. There's certain parts of the faith in Christianity uh, whether it be in the workplace, the business world, whether it be in church, uh, we just don't have all the answers now. Mm. But that, and sometimes when we don't have all the answers, we question God, what about? Right. You know, what about this? I don't understand this. Well, just because I don't understand it, in my limited understanding, I've come to learn trust God anyway. <laughs> And usually what happens is in, a, in the process of time, I come to understand. Mm -hmm. It's where Jesus, when he told his disciples, he said, um, there are many things I want to tell you, but I can't tell you yet. You're mm -hmm. not ready to handle them. Or where he tells them, you know, I, I wish I could teach you more, but you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And there, there's this process of growth and it, it never ends. I've, been walking with Christ now going on 48 years. 
and I'm still growing. And yeah. I thank God that questions I might have had a while back, I'm just getting answers to recently. <laughs> but in faith, I continued to walk even when I didn't understand. So just trust God with what he says. Uh, his word in the Bible, it's, it's been proven through generations and through centuries and millenniums to, to be faithful. It's what mm -hmm. we call universal in application. It, it's universal. It works in the time of the New Testament writers. It works in the time of the Reformation, guys like Martin Luther. It works in our time. Uh, they're principles that are timeless. And when we apply these timeless principles, even when I don't understand. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when the Bible says, and I'll talk about generosity, uh, the, you know, the Bible talks about the man who is generous. His life will actually get wider and, and bigger. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't understand how that works. <laughs> doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So right. in my life, you know, no, I don't want to do that. I want, And I'd rather just put it all in the bank and tuck it away and, you know, squirrel things away in different corners. So I've got something. But I've learned if you are generous, then it's that seed that God brings back to you. Mm. Uh, he gives seed to the sower. Well, I don't understand how he does that. And I don't know how he's going to do that. But it, I found out I can trust him. He really does do that. Wow. So it's for the young people that are about to get married and they're, they're wondering, you know, should we have sex before marriage? Well, number one, is it a God-honoring choice? Right, filter number one. Is it an easy decision? Number two, <clears throat> trust God. Yeah. Trust God when he says, you know, there are certain things that are better to wait for. Right. So there's things in the Bible I don't always understand, but I've come to understand as time goes on. So the filter number two is trust God. In other words, when... He says this, but I feel this. I do what he says, and it always comes out right. And then when I do what he says, it's like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I wanna I wanna push back a little bit here because I understand what you're saying perfectly. And I think everybody who's listening would say, yes, oh, that's very true. Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard sometimes in certain scenarios and circumstances? Why is it so hard for us to trust God? I, I think it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that the serpent offered to Adam and Eve. And if you think about what the serpent was offering to Adam and Eve, it was, you can be like God. In mm. other words, God says this, but really you yourself will know what's good and bad. So you don't need to always go to God for what's good and bad. You'll know yourself. Trust yourself. Yeah. And really, it's that's the deception of the tree to this day. Because when they partook it, they immediately were ashamed. Right. Uh, and had to hide themselves. And mm -hmm. uh, that's usually what the tree of knowledge of good and evil does. It brings shame to us. Mm -hmm. Because then it's not God. It's like, oh, man, I'm a mess. Uh, and that's what Adam did. So he immediately hid his mess before God. 
Um, so that what does this mean? People to this day, are, they still live in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I know God says this, but to me, it seems like, or I say it in <laughs> Spanish, a mí me parece. You know, God, you say this, but a mí me parece, or, you know, God says this, but this is the way I think. Right. And uh, sometimes that battle, mm -hmm. that tug of war inside us, because sometimes what we think and what God say are at odds. Yep. You know, um, we're like, I think of that verse, narrow is the gate that leads to a wide life. Uh, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody's on the wide gate. And there's this narrow gate, you know, but the narrow gate actually leads us to a wider life. And the wide gate leads us to a narrow life. Wow. So if you go the way God's telling us, it will trust him. It will lead you to a wider life, a bigger world, uh, a better life. If you go the way that everybody else in the world does in the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it'll seem like you're taking a wide road, but you'll end in a very narrow place in mm. your life. That's good. Can we, can we, can you help me apply this filter? Cause there's a lot of pastors and leaders right now that are listening um, in leadership, for example, um, leadership situation, you know, whether it's a pastor, whether it's decisions for the church, you know, financial, you know, ministry, whatever it is, you know, where have you seen leaders not trust God? Can, can you, can you think of, of or, or either a personal experience or maybe uh, uh, that you've observed and you've seen where, where maybe pastors or leaders you know, they're not using this filter. In other words, they're making a decision. We talked about a filter is because the end result, we want to make a better decision. We want there to be a better result. We want it to be pure, clean. Where have you seen leaders or pastors maybe skip this filter and maybe trust themselves more than trust God? Uh, gosh, every pastor is different and they struggle with different things. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am a pastor and I'm also a leader um, leading an organization of hundreds of people that, you know, equip other leaders. So when people come to me, I came to realize they don't need to hear Robert's opinion. They need to hear what either the Bible says or wisdom. Mm -hmm. So take a marriage, for example. This happens to me frequently. A couple comes to me and man, their life is a mess. Mm. I mean, they start, you know, in this counseling session, they start going at it and I'm listening to her and then I'm listening <laughs> to him and then I'm listening to her. And, and pretty soon it's what I call just spaghetti. They're just so intertangled that you can't figure where one problem starts and the other ends. Mm. And me, Robert, would say, hey, guys, throw in the towel. This ain't going to work. Just <laughs> separate, divide. You go there, you go there, you know, go your own way. But the Bible has a different path. Mm. So when they come to me for counsel, they don't want my opinion. They want what God says. And sometimes I speak faith into something that I really don't have faith for. Oh, yeah. And I say, you know, I don't know how you're going to get out of this mess. 
and it's not going to be easy, <laughs> but God has a plan. And if you trust him in this plan, trust him above everything else that he can take all this mess and turn it around. I have watched God do more miracles in marriages, bringing couples that were actually at the point of divorce. Wow. Uh, we, we have a ministry we call um, Fin de Semana Inolvidable, Unforgettable Weekend, where we take couples that are literally at the point of divorce on a weekend retreat. We say, before you sign that paper, just go there. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many thousands of couples, not hundreds, wow. thousands, have actually been restored. Uh, we call them, you know, unforgettable babies because after that, babies are born. They're, you know, they're <laughs> they're back in love with each other and thankful they didn't sign the paper. Yeah. Now, in my natural self, I would have said, sign the paper. You guys, there's no hope for you. Yeah. But God's word says, no, let this die, but let something resurrect. And what God wants to resurrect will be powerful. So oftentimes in counseling, people come to me and in my own life, hope I listen to their life, the mess they got themselves into, people that have been stuck on stupid for too long. Mm -hmm. And in my natural self, I say, dang, you're dumb. <laughs> you know, you how did you get yourself into that mess? What were you thinking? But I can't say that. Yeah. So I come back with, you know, I don't understand it all, but I do trust God can wow. turn this around. I think I think some some leaders needed to hear this today, Pastor Robert. I think that um you know, when life gets complicated, it's always wise to come back to get back to the basics. And we've been talking here specifically about filters. Uh, this is kind of alluding to the your new and upcoming book called Filtros in Español, where you unpack 25 of these filters that you've had in your life and have helped you in your journey and in your leadership. Um, I'm, I'm pushing here that that book will come out in English as well by <laughs> Pastor Robert Berger. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what God wants to do there. Would it be honoring to God? Yes, it would be. Can you trust God with it? Yes. All right. We have some good, good, good points in favor. Um, I love this, Pastor Robert. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful because I think this conversation is the type of conversation that helps us as leaders refocus when we need to refocus and uh, understand what's priority. And, and, and you know, just kind of in summary, the first filter is honor God in everything you do. And that's in everything. That's This is in life, in family, in personal, in ministry, in leadership. Honor God. That's the first filter. And the second filter is you can trust God. His word is better than my opinion. Even if we don't understand it, even if, if it's not what I'm feeling or wanting to do, we can always trust God. Great filters. Um, you, you know, uh, at Avail Leadership, Pastor Robert, our goal is to just equip people uh, to be the best leaders that they can be, uh, to put resources in their hands. And I'm, and I'm just thankful because I think this conversation uh, is something that's going to help a lot of, our, a lot of leaders out there. And, and let me, let me uh, actually, before I share a little bit about the Avail Leadership Journal, um, if people want to know more about you, Pastor Robert, you know, and, and maybe connect with what God is doing in your church in Lima, Peru, uh, you know, or connect with you maybe on social media, what's the best ways for them to do that? 
Uh, our website in Spanish is CaminoDeVida.com, mm-hmm. uh, which means uh, way of life. We do have an English website. It's LifeMissions.com, which is more uh, of, it's a little of our church and a lot of our social outreach that we do in the country. Uh, but LifeMissions.com. And I'm not real good at social media, but I do do Instagram. So <laughs> if you want to check us out on Instagram, uh, it's kind of my newsletter. I post pictures every now and then, sometimes family, a lot of times ministry stuff. <laughs> so they can find you Robert Berger on Instagram, Robert Berger or Pastor Robert Berger. You'll be able to yeah, find him. Robert Berger. Yeah, I want to mention as well, uh, Pastor Robert, you and your church lead a network of churches uh, and pastors in Latin America, because this is something God has placed on your heart to equip and train up pastors in different parts of Latin America. Um, and this network is called Haciendo Iglesia, which means doing church, right? Can you tell us maybe a, a minute about, about Haciendo Iglesia? Yeah, it's um, there's a big church planting movement going on, uh, which I love ARC, and I love a lot of these church planting movements. The problem is, is ARC, I think, is planting, say, three or four churches a week, but eight to ten churches close every week. Um, Pastors are discouraged right now, especially in the pandemic time that we're doing this taping. Pastors Mm -hmm. are discouraged. So my goal is, let me get to the pastors. Instead of planting churches, which I love doing, uh, maybe I can keep a few churches open. Nice help them get unstuck. Uh, Just recreate that vision back in their life and their heart. And uh, so doing churches, they're round tables where we gather churches. Right now we're in nine countries and we gather small groups of pastors, 30, 40 pastors at a time. And we lead them through a teaching time. Uh, It's a three-year process where we mentor them uh, on don't be afraid to change, leading change. Okay, I want to change. How do I do it? Where do I begin? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we lead them into creating systems and the uh, process they need for the church to actually grow. So, yeah, it's just a good um, a good little deal. Right now we're mentoring about 1,500 churches. We've seen the average church is growing uh, somewhere about 64% wow. when they go through our process. So it's working. This is great. By the way, if you're listening or watching right now, the website is haciendoiglesia.com. Haciendo has an H at the beginning, Haciendo Iglesia, which means doing church. You can get a little more information. If you have a heart for Spanish speaking pastors, uh, Spanish churches and in these in Latin America, uh, you can always point them in the direction of lifemissions.com, CaminoDeVida.com, and of course, HaciendoIglesia.com. There's also a podcast, a Spanish podcast that you lead, Pastor Robert, along with your son, uh, Pastor Taylor. And I want to just mention it because I think that for those of you who either speak Spanish or know any Spanish-speaking pastors uh, or leaders in the community and your churches, it's a great podcast called Haciendo Iglesia, Doing Church Podcast which we highly recommend uh, a lot of leadership teachings, a lot of church uh, uh, and, and uh, spiritual lessons. Great, great podcast with Pastor Robert Berger. Um, I want to mention another resource here, uh, Pastor Robert, which is the Avail Journal. 
the Avail Journal, uh, for those of you who are listening right now and connected to this podcast, is uh, something that comes out quarterly. This is the premier Christian leadership brand and magazine of the moment. Uh, it's exciting. Dr. Sam Chan and his team, the Avail team, put out some great articles every Avail Journal. You can see uh, John Bevere on the last most recent cover there. Uh, every article, every resource, every um, segment of this Avail Journal is leadership. It's just great leadership content. Uh, you can check out some of this online as well. If you haven't done so yet, you can subscribe to your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal. One year for free of the Avail Journal. I think it's worth it if you go to availjournal.com. Pastor Robert, I hope to get one of these in your hands over there in Peru soon, because I think you and your team would highly, highly uh, enjoy and get a lot out of uh, journal. Do you think there's any value in reading for leaders? I absolutely do. And I can't wait to get my hands on that. Pastor <laughs> Sam Chan is a leader of leaders. He has been my mentor for years as far as following his books, his teachings, his uh, weekly videos and podcasts. Um, and I know the material in that book will be amazing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And I actually encourage pastors, especially now. Yeah. Right now. Um, you know, I, I heard uh, a little teaching recently about this called Fast Forward because the future is coming faster than ever before. Yep. So forward is faster than it was five years ago. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, this fast forward, we really, really now, um, you know, we used to talk about a two-year plan as a short-term plan. Well, now two years is you're going to be outdated when you get there. Right. So keep up to date with stuff like this good. from Avail. Really key stuff. Good, good stuff. Great stuff out there. I want to mention before we kind of go to some closing remarks from you, Pastor Robert. I want to mention, uh, Pastor Robert Berger is an amazing pastor, also author. He's authored many books. Again, most of them have been in Spanish, like this one that I have here, Iglesia Relevante, which means relevant church. One of the resources that's helping a lot of Hispanic pastors in Latin America and Hispanic pastors in the States, uh, how to develop and grow a relevant church that's making a difference in the community. Uh, also, Peso de Honra, which is honor found. That one is actually also in English. Pastor Robert Berger, uh, a new book called Abuelos, uh, which is a great uh, resource. It's in Spanish. And the upcoming book, which we've been basically talking about this whole podcast, which is Filtros, means filters, is up and coming. So we'll be, we're going to be keeping that in prayer as well. Uh, before we wrap things up, Pastor Robert, what, what would you like to leave on the hearts of all of the leaders that are connected right now? Yeah, first of all, the book Abuelos just came out. Mm -hmm. And it's about leading a generational church. Um, a healthy church is a generational church. It's That's not so all good. young. It's not all old. And Filtros, I just found out, comes out May 1st. Nice. In Spanish. And we'll look into English someday. <laughs> um, but just stuff that we've been talking about, you've mentioned it a few times and I've thought about it. But keep things simple. And mm. that's what Filters does. It helps you keep things simple. I always remember that little saying from Albert Einstein where he said there's four levels of intelligence. The four levels of intelligence are it's you're smart, you're brilliant, you're genius. Those are the first, smart is the lowest level, brilliant, higher level, genius, higher level, but the highest level is simple. Wow. And what it means is this, so many people, so many churches 
or leaders take simple things and make them complicated. <laughs> but the smartest people take complicated things and make them simple. So that's the goal. That's just so good. As, it is simple as we can for a path that people follow behind us. Uh, we don't make it complicated for them. Uh, so keep things simple. Love it. That's a good word. Some of us needed to hear that today. Don't complicate it. Keep it simple. Um, great, great word. Uh, thank you, Pastor Robert. On behalf of the Avail team, on behalf of myself, we're so thankful for your leadership. We're so thankful for uh, your guidance to, for, to, for so many years to so many pastors and leaders, especially uh, in Latin America. Um, we are honored. And, and today we just wanted to, I want to take a moment to honor you uh, and thank you for being a blessing in my life personally, but being a blessing in the lives of so many pastors and so many churches throughout the world. You are definitely a world changer, Pastor Robert, and we are so honored to have you with us. Yeah, thanks. There's that old saying, when you're over your head, it doesn't matter how deep you get. So uh, just enjoying the journey and enjoying doing it with you, Virgil, and the Avail team. Thank you so much. Hey, for everybody connected, thank you so much for spending some time with us once again on the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our heart is to help you in your journey to becoming a better leader. What a privilege this has been. And I hope that these filters we've spoken about today will encourage you to not only keep it simple, but to keep it vertical, connected to God, seeking the Lord and putting him first. Thank you so much for connecting with us once again here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged by this conversation with Robert Berger to apply the important filters of honoring God and trusting God. Remember, you can connect with Robert at lifemissions.com and caminodevida.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And what are you waiting for? Claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm Virgil Sierra, and we thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.